is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Hey, it's Jill. So glad you're back with me and I'm happy to be back with you. Our episode that we just had with Tucker Max was so good, wasn't it? It was so refreshing. I love, love, love that he was willing to say some things that I think most people in his position would not have said. If you didn't listen to it, it was super insightful. And I didn't say this in the intro for that episode, but I'm just telling you now in retrospect, one thing I wish I would have said is that, you know, he talked about how he personally knows the most famous and most successful mindset, personal development coaches slash experts in the world. And that most of them, many of them, because they're not doing what we're going to talk about today, and they're just recycling the same information about mindset work, right? Talking about check up from the neck up, et cetera that they themselves are missing out. And it's evident in the lives that they have behind the scenes, not the highlight reel everyone sees, but behind the scenes. And it was really cool that he said that. He said that with no disrespect and no judgment of those people, but we were talking, if you didn't listen to it, hopefully you do go back and listen, episode 128. If you haven't listened to it, I would love for you to go back and listen for so many reasons, but on the topic of the importance of somatic work, compared to and in, in addition to mindset work and talk therapy and affirmations and all that. It's important to know that the people out there who are the quote unquote experts aren't necessarily experts just because they're making a lot of money and they're popular and they're all over social media and traditional media. Just because they've written a lot of books, it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that they haven't done something because clearly they have. But if you're someone who has tried those things and you can't figure out why things are not changing, you're doing affirmations, you're doing the mindset work, and you you aren't just glossing over. I mean, you're digging in. You're doing even talk therapy, which, by the way, is great. Talk therapy is wonderful, very helpful. Yet you find yourself in the same situation, almost like Groundhog Day, or the same feeling, the defeated feeling, or the frustrations, or feeling like you're misunderstood or that you're never included, or that people don't like you, or that you don't have what it takes to X, Y, or Z, or that you tend to attract partners who are unfaithful or unreliable, or people who take advantage of you, or you have difficulty setting boundaries, or you yourself don't like when other people create and set boundaries. Perhaps you feel 
either people call you needy or you feel needy or you feel like you attract people who constantly need you. You feel like you're the only one who can do things correctly or you're the only one who cares enough to do things right. If it weren't for you, then everything would fall apart. I could give you so many examples. If you're feeling those things, it's probably because you are doing, and congratulations because you're, you're doing work, right? You're doing work that is avoiding what is really, really, really beneath the surface. And if you're a fan of the show or you're versed at all in trauma or somatics, then you know that your body is a living library and it's hanging on to and it has filed away every single emotion, every single experience every story about every experience that your mind cannot remember or refuses to let you remember. So you can do all the mindset work in the world and never really get to the core, to the root. Now, I also don't want to scare you into thinking that that means it's going to be so much harder. You know, I'm glad that Tucker, Max, in our last episode and me several times on this show and with experts we've had on here have openly said that it's not easy, that it can be messy, it can be painful, right? Some big stuff can come up. But I just want to be clear that that's not intended to scare you. The beautiful thing is that once you feel whatever that is, it doesn't mean you have to remember the traumatic memory if there is one, but the feeling comes up and out and through you and then that's it. There might be more underneath, but that one is gone. So what I want to chat with you about today isn't necessarily the difference between mindset work and somatic work, but I want to give you a real life example of what happened with me in the past couple of days to just make sure you know, one, I'm I'm walking the talk and two, I'm going to make it so simple. I'm no expert, right? But I want to make it simple because I know it still can be confusing. What is it exactly? Do I have to do breath work? Do I have to... I mean, aren't there other ways to get this stuff out of me? Is that Do I do EMDR? Is that different than, than breath work? And, and can I do it just through beating a pillow and screaming and yelling? Like, And if I do that, what does it look like and what does it feel like? Well, we've talked about this in the past, probably many times, but I felt called to do a quick episode with you on this because one, it's happening with me real life. This is not an episode that I've recorded and now you're listening to it months later. This is actually something I'm recording now and you're going to hear it in just a couple of days. So you're listening right now and I just recorded it a few days ago in my home. And there's so many things I have on the list of things that I want to talk about with you and I'm excited to discuss with you. Yet this one feels very, very relevant in this moment, not just for me. I feel like you deserve to hear this. You may not need to, but you deserve to hear this because this can be such a mystery and confusing and intimidating, you know, this whole idea of somatic release and it can be a reason that we avoid it. And I don't want that reason to be there anymore. You don't have to start until you're ready, until you feel ready. However, I don't want the reason to not be engaged in this process to be that no one's ever explained it to you. So there are plenty of books out there that explain it in detail and explain the science behind it. I'm just going to quickly share once again, that your body, whether you believe it or not, doesn't matter if you believe this or not, this is science, this is true. Your body has filed away and stored so many emotions, feelings, experiences, stories about those experiences in your physical body. That's the part I think is confusing to people. Yes, in your body. This isn't in your brain. This is actually actually in your physical body. And if it's not released at some point, 
Okay, one, the same shit just keeps showing up. No matter how much mindset work you do, no matter how many different partners you have or different jobs you have, or how many times you make a new list or reinvent yourself, right? The same stuff keeps showing up, same patterns, same relationships, et cetera. The other thing is you start leaking emotions on people. You know, you've heard that hurt people, they bleed all over other people. Like they're cut, but they bleed on other people that never even cut them. It's like stuffing a ball underwater, right? You can't do it for very long. And then what happens? The force causes a shoot up with a much more powerful force than you would imagine, right? Because you've held it down. That could come out in explosive rage, anger, whatever. It also can show up as your body crying out to you in the form of illness, aches and pains, disease. So I don't know if you've heard this phrase, but when you and I don't release what deserves to be released and what's wanting to be released from our body, our organs will weep and they will weep in the form of signs and symptoms of illnesses. And then we put band-aids on those illnesses, on those signs and symptoms, and then we move on and think everything's fine. But remember the ball under the water? Oh, something's a brewing and it's going to come out one way or the other. Maybe it's digestive issues. Maybe it's cancer. Maybe it's autoimmune issues. Maybe it's just not having a strong immune system. Maybe it's chronic headaches. Maybe it's tension in your neck. It could be anything. What happened with me is, and I'm sure you have felt this way at some point, um, I did not deplete myself or overextend myself. I wouldn't say I did. But because I wasn't doing my practice that helps to fill me up, I was pouring into others and I tend to hold a lot. A lot of us who've had traumatic backgrounds can hold a lot, right? And that's good and bad. So I tend to hold a lot. And unfortunately, right, the empath in me and the one who sometimes feels responsible for other people's energy and situations and lives and emotions, even if I know better in my head, right? Sometimes what I'll do is I will hold too much as in even holding their stuff and holding their energy without even knowing I'm doing it. So if I'm not filling myself up, put yourself in my position right now, if you're not filling yourself up, there's so many ways to do that, and releasing, if you're not filling up and releasing, not only will what we just described a minute ago happen, but you also could start feeling the way I was feeling. And it's just this ungrounded, just sort of blah confusion. Doesn't have to be extremely pronounced, but you don't feel as sharp as normal. What happened with me is I started feeling a little bit sad, a little bit tired. I didn't really want to talk to anybody. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. Whatever you are feeling is what you're feeling. So there's no judgment of this and there's no reason to defend, justify, or explain it. Whatever you're feeling is is what you're supposed to be feeling. Okay, it's really important to know that. So when I was feeling that, it wasn't that I judged it and said, oh, this is awful. I have to make it go away. It's that it was an invitation, just like a trigger is an invitation. Me feeling off, you feeling off, that's an invitation to pause, to connect with yourself, to reconnect with yourself, to give yourself some love, to tune into your body. Soma means body. Tune into your body. Ask yourself some questions. Yes, it sounds weird. Who cares? Ask yourself some questions. Even, you know, taking some cleansing breaths and then even asking yourself, what do I feel right now? And if you feel a tightness anywhere, if you feel anything, even asking that, and I know it sounds so cuckoo, asking that feeling, what are you trying to tell me? 
maybe describing what that feeling it looks like. What color is it? Does it, does it have a sound it wants to make? This is the kind of stuff that I would have thought you were out of your mind if you said this to me a few years ago. So if you listen to this podcast, I'm sure you don't think that I'm cuckoo, but I totally get if this is your first time hearing this kind of stuff or first time visiting our podcast and you're hearing this, you might think that. I would have thought the same thing. I'm a registered nurse. Well, I was for years a registered nurse. I love when science can prove things. I also love when science can't prove things. (laughs) And so, you know, when someone asked me to get into my body, I was like, what are you talking about? I'm in my body. I'm pretty sure I'm not out in space. Like, I didn't even know what they meant. This is what we mean. Getting into your body means grounding back into you. So another way to help yourself do that would be to physically ground, like put your bare feet on the earth while you're holding your hand on your heart center and your other hand on your belly button and taking those deep breaths with your eyes closed, getting back into your body and then asking those questions. Or maybe you don't ask questions. Maybe you just get back into your body and you just breathe and you notice things. You might notice that you feel like you're going to cry because that's what I noticed. I noticed that I was starting to cry and I love that my coach staff used to say, So cry, because I would always hold myself back. I remember when I was little, my mom would tell me, turn the waterworks off. Do you want me to give you something to cry about? You should have seen my childhood, because when I was a child, and then she would tell me this horrible story, which completely invalidated my experience and told me that I had no right to cry. And so I tend to start to cry and then stop. So maybe the feeling when you're in your body and you're connecting with yourself is that you feel like you might cry. If so then there's something that wants to be released. If you lost your temper, if you screamed and yelled, if you just feel off, those are invitations for you to to listen to your body. Your body is crying and maybe even screaming at you, saying, please pay attention to me. Please, you forgot me. I know you're busy. I know you have a lot going on, but please. And if you and I don't listen, our body will yell louder. So for me, a few days ago, as I said, this happened. And I went to my former location for podcasting, which was an apartment we have downtown in the city where I live, because where I live in our home until this week, we had horrible internet. And so it was very difficult to do podcasting. And I went down there thinking I was going to record this episode for you. But when I got there, the SD card that is needed was missing. So I realized that's not what I was meant to be there for. And I just had this feeling when I tuned into myself, that I just felt sad. I felt like I was behind. I felt like I was getting it wrong. I felt like I just wanted to crawl into a hole. I felt like I wanted to start over. I felt like I shouldn't be feeling the way I'm feeling. My life is great. Why am I feeling this way? And I started judging myself. And then I remembered. This is one thing reason I'm glad we have this podcast together because I thought of you. I really thought of you. I thought I will be such a hypocrite if I just stuffed this down, which I could have easily done, grabbed my purse and walked out the door and went on to do something else. If I just scrolled my phone or turned on a show and numbed to avoid the feeling. But I decided to do what was uncomfortable because this is what we talk about on BU. So what it can look like in a really, really, really simple exercise is to tune in, as I said, and then let the feeling out. There are many ways to do that. Here's what I did. I stood in the middle of the room Actually, I started to, and then I went back into the bedroom. (laughs) I went back into the bedroom, and it's empty because we're moving out of that apartment. And I stood in the middle of the room, hand on the heart center, other hand on the belly, lots of deep breathing. One great way to breathe to really, really 
calm your nervous system and also ground is to do two inhalations and one long exhale. And the exhale, it has a sound, right? So it's like that. So I did that for a little while. I knew there were tears that wanted to come, but they weren't coming. So then I thought, what do you want to do? I asked my body, what do you need? My body was saying, I need to move. Remember the three ways to release these trapped emotions are sound, breath, and movement. Sound, breath, and movement. Do you have to do official breath work? No, it's great, but no, you don't have to. So I did the breathing as I described. And then I felt like I wanted to just punch the air. So I was like boxing into the air as hard as I could. And then I decided to let out whatever sound wanted to come out. It was not a pretty sound. I can't repeat it now because I really don't remember. I wouldn't be able to replicate it, but it was a like a primal sound, like, ah, 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 you know, just like screaming and punching the air. And I realized, wow, there's anger here, right? This needs to come out. And I kept doing it until I was exhausted. Then I raised my arms up in the air. I dropped my arms super quickly down to my knees and just went, ah, as I squatted my legs down. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Almost like you have something in both your hands and you're pulling down something from the ceiling, okay? I did that maybe, I don't know, 10 times or something. And then it came. And I sobbed and I sobbed and I sobbed and I sobbed and I sobbed. Probably 10 minutes of really intense crying. Then I went back to myself. I asked myself what I needed. I gave myself a big hug. I thanked God. And I went and had a big glass of water. I didn't have any nourishing food to eat. Usually when I have like a piece of fruit or something after any kind of a release like that. And I went home. Well, it wasn't quite over because I got into the bathtub and I just felt more sadness coming up. And I'm like, okay, let's let it go. And I cried and I cried and I cried. Now I was helping it along intentionally. Find ways that you can help it along. Like I knew that it would help me. Just like some people need alcohol to get on the dance floor, right? I need a little help sometimes or most times or actually every time to do some kind of a release like this. It's not natural for me. And the more you do it, the better it goes because your body gets used to it. But I have a lot of blocks with this and you might too. And so in the bathtub, I'm, you know, I'm connecting to the water. I'm, I'm doing some deep breathing. I feel the crying coming, but it's like a little whimper. I put on some beautiful spiritual music and... I'd already put some, lit some incense and cleared the space and asked for guidance from my angels and my spirit guides, my ancestors, all in the highest good of the highest vibration through love and light only. And so it is. And then it came and I had a really, really good, big cry, a good, big, big cry. And I have felt amazing since then. Circumstances haven't changed, nothing different happening in my life. But the feeling I told you I was feeling, that unrounded, just off, kind of sad, kind of agitated, not wanting to be around people, all of that went away. It was gone. I treated myself to a pedicure. I scheduled today to have acupuncture and have a massage, pouring back into myself. What I want you to know is that when you and I fill ourselves up like that without emptying out the pain. It's good that we're doing those things for ourselves, but again, it is like putting whipped cream on shit. It's like putting a beautiful 
beautiful decorations and yummy, delicious frosting on a rotten cake. Like you can't keep doing that and get the results that you want. It'll feel good. You can say, oh, self-love, self-care day, but your body knows the difference. So I did those things, but it was on the heels of doing something uncomfortable. I didn't want to stand there and punch the air and cry and do all of that. But, but you and I have to empty that trash out. We have to empty the trash, just like you empty the trash at your house. You've got to release and get the stuff out. And how often do you do it? I don't know. Depends. The, the barometer, the litmus test, the measuring cup is you. Asking yourself, tuning into you and asking if you need that. I hadn't done that in a while. I didn't need to that I knew of. And I feel so good since then. Again, nothing has changed. I still had the same stressors in my life, but I physically feel better and I feel cleaner. So the next thing I wanted to talk about quickly is that here's an advantage. It's kind of an incentive for you to do this. This release process isn't just for the reasons I described. The other reason is that your vessel, so to speak, is cleaner. And this is going to make it so much more accessible for you to hear the divine wisdom, to get the signs from your creator, whatever word you use, from Jesus, from God, from Allah, from whoever, from the universe, from divine consciousness. Those signs and those messages will pass you by and you won't even see them if you're clogged up and gunked up. When you open that vessel up and clean it out, Think about it like, you know, cleaning out the pipes. You've cleaned out the pipes and now they're clean. So you don't just feel better. And then when you do the self-love and the self-care, oh, it really, really gets to where it needs to go. But on top of that, all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait a minute, there's a message here. I wasn't going to hear that message when I was all gunked up. I needed to cry and get that out. Or I needed to scream and get that out. I needed to punch that pillow and get that out. And now I really can hear some messages coming through. It'll be different for everyone. So as I was in the bathtub, then I asked for guidance. I asked for clear signs and wisdom from what I pray to. I woke up this morning to the most interesting sound. I've never heard it before. It was just like a... Just over and over again. And it was going on for a while because I was in a deep sleep. And I opened my eyes and... I looked and all of our windows are covered with curtains and shades, except one transom window above the door in our bedroom that leads to our outside deck. And in that little window was a bird. And the bird was pacing back and forth. I mean, you could just hear his little feet. It was the cutest thing. It wasn't just standing there. It was trying to get my attention back and forth. I opened my eyes and my husband was filming it. He goes, is someone here for you? And I said, yes. He knew right away. This was for me. Because I ask for signs like that. I communicate with the the universe and the animals and Mother Earth. And those things do happen. And I'm telling you, it can happen with you too. Did the message come through clearly? No. But I knew that it was a sign that I am guided. That all is well. Everything's going to be okay that I'm on the right path and that when I ask for signs, I will get them. 
maybe not the way I'm asking, maybe not in the timing I want, but they will come. And that little birdie back and forth. And then that little birdie was peering into the window. Just picture me trying to look through a keyhole. Is that what it's called? You know, if I come up to your door, you look out to see who's there and you see my eye there. You know how they do that in the movies, right? And I'm like bopping around with my face and my eyes there. That's what this bird was doing. Like, hello, Jill. Hello, I'm here. The interesting thing is I'm going to sit with this for a while and see if I understand this later. But right now, I don't understand why the birdie was so like determined and and not not anxious, but I would say antsy and determined. It wasn't just a gentle nudge. It was a very bold nudge. And then he or she flew over and started pecking at my other window. And then when I opened the window, the bird was right there and just flew away really far away. So it's not like it was just hanging out in the area. It flew very far away. And I knew that that was it. So I thanked God and I was just feeling so grateful that I've learned what I've learned about somatic release and connecting and all of that. And I welcomed more signs and I walked out the front door and we have a little tree with a little nest that has been there since the year before. And I know that because I was showing my little grandson the nest just a few days ago and there was nothing in it. And something caused me to stop at my car I heard a little noise and I looked to my left and probably 30 feet from me, there was a little bird, a different bird sitting there. And I'm like, are you mama? And the bird just stared at me. And I turned around and I walked back to the front door, looked in the tree and I saw two beautiful, bright, bright blue bird eggs in that nest. So I quickly went back to my car and I said to her, it's okay, you can go back, it's okay. And I got in my car and I drove off. I don't know what those eggs meant. Clearly new life. It's spring, right? Birds are laying eggs. That's nothing new. But why did I feel called to look at the nest that I just looked at two days ago and there was nothing there? Why did that bird catch my eye? Why did I feel called to look at the bird? Why did I feel called to go back and look at the nest? For some reason, I was meant to see that. So I'm going to journal about it and I'm going to sit with it and see what comes through. I just want to remind you that The signs are there. The miracles and the magic are there for you. The guidance is there. You are always guided, always and in always, 100% of the time. You don't have to have a certain membership card to be guided. You're guided and supported. Even if you don't know what you believe in, love is guiding you all the time. So I invite you to, if you don't have a regular practice of doing somatic release, Just try the simple exercise I gave you of doing the breathing, the tuning in, and then just doing some release work where you're just punching something or punching the air, or maybe you're dancing. Maybe there's no anger coming up, but it's just, you just need to move your body, however your body needs to move and let those feelings come up, out, and through you. Remember sound, breath, and movement. And when you do that, you're going to empty that vessel out so that you can receive and receive and receive. So remember, as we always say, breathe, love yourself, and surrender. You've got you, and God's got you. 